silly stuff that, that normal wives don't ask for. She wanted new gutters. And I'm like, that's not really. She said, that's all I want. I want new gutters. Well, I got new gutters. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. Oh, my goodness. Johnny Mac Powell. What's happening, dude? I'm sorry I'm late. You know, I've been doing interviews, and these radio guys just keep me longer and longer. And so, they, yeah, yeah. it's got nothing to do with me talking too much. I understand. It's, it's all the radio guys. It's the Hope Talk Podcast. I'm Ted from J103, and this is where we stop and we talk to, uh, well, one of our artists to find out the hope and the encouragement that they've been receiving lately, and hopefully you'll gain some, too. Formerly of Third Day, now out on his own, it's Mac Powell hanging out with us today. You know, with a name like Johnny Mac Powell, that sounds kind of radio-ish, you know, like a radio announcer. Have you ever thought about being on this side of the microphone? I have. In fact, I just uh, made, I was just talking to the Sirius XM guys, and I was like, I want a show. And they were like, oh, you can't just get a show. I'm like, I want a show. Come on, get get me on the air. So we'll see. Well, we can get you a J Radio playlist for sure. You can host hey, your own J it. Radio playlist anytime. I have a face made for radio. so That's why I excel at what I do. Exact same reason. So have you ever heard, when was the last time you heard your full name like that? Uh, yeah, I hear it all the time. It's, it's, it's a good Southern name. In fact, I, I had a manager when I first started thinking about doing country stuff a while, years ago. He said, you should go by the name Johnny Mac. And I went, ah, I don't know. It might be a little too cheesy. Uh, but I probably should have. I should have should have done that. Have you ever, uh, or most recently, maybe I should say, when was the last time you called your kids by their full name? Well, two of my children, two of the five, actually go by their first and middle name. So, which is weird because I, my, I go by my middle name. Mac is my middle name, uh-huh. at Johnny Mac. And growing up, you know, when you go to school and you got a, a, a new teacher come in, they say, Johnny Powell, Johnny Powell. And you're like, no, it's Mac. I go by my middle name. I swore I would never do that to my kids. And uh, I think three or four out of out of the five go by, my, by their middle name. <laughs> my, my youngest son is William Chipper Goki, and he goes by Chipper is what he goes by. So there you go. So there you go. Okay, big Alabama fan. You're, you're sporting the big Atlanta Braves fan hat right there. Which do you enjoy the most? Alabama oh, football? Alabama or, football. Really? Alabama football. By, I used to be – it's it's funny. I grew up – I hated the Braves. I was a Cardinals fan, and I lived in Alabama, and all everybody had TBS so they could see – this is back in the day, kids. Yeah. Everybody who had cable got TBS for free with cable. They could watch the Braves every game. I didn't have cable. We were poor. We couldn't afford cable, so I didn't watch the Braves. And I had the only we would I would see one game a week, and it was the NBC uh, afternoon game on Saturday afternoon with Joe Garagiola and Vince Scully. Oh yeah. And usually nine times out of ten, the next local region team that wasn't the Braves was the Cardinals. And I would grow up listening to Joe Buck on AM radio late mm-hmm. at night. I'd lay in my bed listening to the Cardinals. My, I had an aunt that lived in St. Louis, and when they won the series in 82, she brought me back a sweatshirt that had the Cardinals on it, 82 world champion. So I was a fan for life. Hated the Braves. <laughs> then I moved to Atlanta, and uh, Terry Pendleton was the third baseman for the Cardinals. He he ended up signing signing with the Braves. And I was like, well, Terry's here. I'll, I'll pull for him. We had a couple other, Lonnie Smith as well, who was with the Cardinals, went to the Braves. 
So I had two or three Cardinals come over the Braves, and then they went to the series in 92, and you just get swept up in it, and then all of a sudden I'm a Braves fan. Or you have a younger son named Chipper. You know, either oh, way. Yeah, that <laughs> What about your wife and kids? Have they grown up being Braves fans or as default Alabama football fans? Yeah, they are definitely default Alabama fans. My wife is, you know, from Georgia. So she, uh, her, her uncle, Rex Robinson, was a kicker for the national championship uh, 1980 national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, wow. So her whole family were are and to this day are Georgia Bulldogs, and yet she slowly became an Alabama <laughs> fan because of me. Thankfully, <laughs> what about uh, the Braves this season? You think they're going to pull it off? You know it's tough. I, I don't think so. They're three and a half out, so it's you know it, it looks good, but but you know they lost Acuna. Um, so that was a, a big blow. Uh, got a couple of pitcher starter pitchers that are not going to be coming back. So, you know, it doesn't look great. I think even if we win the pennant, you know, we'll get swept by the Dodgers or something. So it, it's going to be a tough year. But, you know, I like that they're still fighting. They're still getting guys, you know, before the trade deadline and trying to make – I thought they were going to give up some guys yeah. and go the opposite way. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And so the good the, news is we're in a division that just stinks. Mm-hmm. So the Mets are leading and they're terrible. Yeah. So hopefully we can catch them. I think so. I think so. So last sports question here, and then we'll get on to the real stuff. What about Alabama football this season? What do you think? I'm a very pessimistic fan. I always feel like we're not going to do well. But we just listen. Everybody's got us ranked either one or two this year, and we just lost so much. And we lost, you know, arguably our greatest team ever at least in the in this you know span of time in my lifetime and you know one of the greatest quarterbacks that will ever be at Alabama two or two of the best receivers the our whole offensive line defensive you know part of the defensive line so it's just, it doesn't look good I don't think yes. but you know they always surprise me so you never know Nick Saban is a genius when it comes to football, for sure. So, Hey, Matt called me a couple weeks ago to wish me and my wife, Amy, a happy anniversary. It was 31 for us. What was it for you? 25. 25 for you guys. So how did you you all celebrate the silver? Yeah, we went to Utah. Um, I'm a big beach guy. I love hanging out. I'm a beach bum. I love hanging at the beach. But Amy was like, why don't we go to the national parks and go to Utah? And I went, okay, it's going to be stinking hot in Utah in July. (laughs) I was looking up temperatures. It was in the in the 114, 115s before we got there. And this past week, the Lord just blessed us. I mean, it was in the high 90s, mid 90s, which is cool in Utah in the mm-hmm. summer. And so it was beautiful. I loved it. We had an amazing time. We rode some, you know, th- some four by four rides through the national park and rode a, a helicopter and uh, some side by sides and a lot of cool, cool stuff. Stayed on the Colorado River. It was a, a oh, yeah. great memory. With your crazy schedule that you've had all these years, Mike, have you ever forgotten the big day? Oh, I'm sure. Really? I can't remember forgetting, but I'm sure that there's there's been some times where I got really close to I'm I'm terrible with gifts giving. I'm not just not a gifts guy at all, so I'm not a good uh so that's been I've gotten in trouble for that in the past. <laughs> Do you remember a year that you really outdid yourself? Maybe not in the gift department, but, you know, no, as far as events no, or surprises really. or anything? Think, I think this year was was probably the best year just because I was trying to think ahead. And even that, I got her something. I won't even tell you what I got her. It wasn't jewelry. It was something that she really wanted. And I got it, but it was like 
for months I was looking at it online and it said two to three weeks delivery. And I was like, great. So a month out, I've del- I ordered it, and that's like two months back order. Oh, no. So I kind of messed up again, even though I thought I was going to be doing great. Uh, but I got her a couple things that she needed and and asked for. She asked for, like, s- silly stuff that, that normal wives don't ask for. She wanted new gutters. <laughs> I'm like, that's not really. She said, that's all I want. I want new gutters. Well, I got new gutters. I got her some other stuff, too, but that was, like, what she wanted, so I got it. Did you get the really nice ones with the gutter guards and all that kind yeah, of I stuff? Got the cheapest gutter. Really. <laughs> what about the other way around? Has there been some anniversaries where Amy really outdid herself and blew your mind? She's she's so much better of a, a gift giver than I am. She just got me. Um, and if you go on Instagram, the past few years, maybe a week ago, you'll see it. Uh, there's a an amazing artist. Um, that is in Nashville that, that she got me a couple, I got a Tom Petty painting of that he had done for me a while back. And, uh, she just got him to do a couple of paintings for me that I absolutely love. So, uh, she outdid herself there. And then a few years ago, uh, she got me some golf clubs. I had started at the time playing golf. I haven't played lately. Um, and it was just like a cool, she's really good at, at thinking about those kind of things. I'm not. So 25 years ago, the big day. What do you remember most about your wedding day? I remember um, being surprised at how many people were there. I mean, we had it wasn't a huge wedding, but I really wasn't expecting a big crowd. There was like 150 people there, so that was that kind of blew me away. Um, I remember seeing her. We did actually did our pictures beforehand. So we didn't do the whole, don't see you the bride until yeah, you did the first. Look. I remember, yeah. But I remember seeing her the first time in her dress and I just started crying. So, uh, I was so happy uh, that that day was there and, and we were high school sweethearts. So we had dated for a few years and, um, but yeah, it was a good memory. So honestly, now be honest with me. Were you tempted to sing Stephen Curtis Chapman's I will be here when she came down? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. (laughs) Was there anything that really turned out that day totally different than what you both expected? Besides obviously 150 people, maybe, you know, but I I don't have an answer for that, but I, I, there's something interesting, just a little bit of trivia. Uh, and it's not funny or anything, but the, actually the day that we got married, um, was the day of the Olympic bombing. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And so there was a bunch of news about that. You know, it was a big deal, of course, here in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, we we were dumb kids. We didn't realize that when we booked our wedding, it wasn't until like a month after, you know, we, we had, I think, planned it in January or February and got married in July. It didn't occur to us that the Olympics were happening literally in the middle we were getting married right in the middle of the olympics so we didn't think about it and then as we get closer people are calling us going hey we're not going to come to atlanta because it's traffic's going to be terrible and we were like oh we didn't think of that hotel rooms were all booked up so uh we were kind of dumb in that but it ended up actually not being a big deal the traffic was actually better in atlanta because everybody stayed away yeah and uh, it was just the opposite of what everybody thought so it was an interesting little trivia there that's pretty cool do you remember what events happened on your actual day any big gold medal days or anything like that oh, no, i was i was busy doing wedding <laughs> stuff I didn't pay attention to the olympics very much then. all right nuclear hoedown what in the world where, where did that come from that was not my idea that was mark lee he will i take credit for the name 
third day he can take credit for the name nuclear hoedown nuclear hoedown was their very first band that they put together tell us about that band band. we were in and we were just trying to be cool and that was stupid and (laughs) and we thought we were like going to take over the world and we didn't we were terrible uh i'm glad we moved on from that to to bigger and better things (laughs) do you have any t-shirts that has nuclear hoedown on or anything like that that's a good idea maybe i should (laughs) throwbacks throwbacks how well do you and your family handle and embrace change that's a big thing in society today with people and change and all that how do you guys handle that yeah i mean i would like to say that we we handle it well but i don't know if there's been a lot of change for us in a while we when we adopted our two youngest one that that, that was a big change you know going from three a family of you know the five of us to seven yeah. in a matter of a year so that was a big change but other than that there hasn't been a lot we've lived in the same house for a good 13 or 14 years and um i guess the do change now happening is that our three oldest ones will be at college uh, all together now so that's a it's a good change you know um but um you know we learned a lot through this covid time through this pandemic it was great to have the family all together again and all in the house for together having meals and playing in games outside and doing puzzles and those kind of things so that was really great for a, for a while now I'm ready for them all to go. <laughs> Get back to sort of normal. Change yeah. back that way. Are the kids excited about a new school year? Yeah, I think so. There's always a little bit of apprehension with, you know, with the new year. But, uh, but yeah, they, I think everybody's kind of ready for to get moving on the new season of life. Your youngest two, homeschool, public school, private school? Yeah, they're going to going to private school. In fact, uh, my, my youngest, uh, she's, hey, baby girl, I see you. <laughs> walking by right now uh she has dyslexia so she goes to a dyslexic school and it's a a christian dyslexic school which there aren't many of those so it's a it's a you know it's a a blessing to to have her be able to go there and my son's starting a new school and playing baseball now and and doing really well with that and so yeah life is good how are you when the first year or first day of school rolled around near the end of the summer Man, I, I think I'm always on the road anyway, so I don't, I don't, I'm just kind of like, good riddance, get back to school where you belong. <laughs> Give your mom a break. <laughs> right, right. How were you growing up when school started? Were you one of those that was dreading it or usually excited for it? Uh, a little bit of both, I think. I, I went to, when I, once I moved to Atlanta, I went to four, let's see, I went to three high schools in four years. Wow. So there was always this little bit of fear of like, I got to start over again. But God always taught me a lesson through it. It always showed me that there was something new and something fresh and that, you know, I never wanted to leave. Every time I, I left, I didn't want to leave. And then after I left, being at the new place for a couple of months, I'm like, this is great. Why did I not want to leave? And so I tried to always have that thought. I learned that early on in life to always go, look, if God has something different for you, um, you know, it's, it's going to be better. It doesn't mean it's bigger and it doesn't mean, you know, and I thought that, you know, it was, it was hard for me to move on from third day cause we were very successful and continued to do well. And, um, you know, to move on was a hard thing, but at the same time, I remember being a kid and, and having to do something different and something new and go, Hey, there's always God's there, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and so your ministry obviously has gone through some major changes with that, with third day, just kind of pause and moving on and doing the solo thing now how would you say that's going has any as mark or any other guys called you up lately and say dude mac what were we thinking uh or anything like that <laughs> no not at all i i had a conversation with ty our bass player just recently and we we had a good probably half hour chat of just kind of catching up and and also reminiscing about how 
things, you know, why we did certain things and, and how we would do it different now if we were to. So it's always good to speculate and to ponder those things. But I try not to really go back too much. It's, if I look back, it's, on, you know, with, with good memories and, and just with a thankful heart. So River of Life, why does that song feel so, uh, um, so I guess, familiar, so good? I've heard people describe it that way. Well, I, you know, I think my voice is a big part of that. I think if people, and I've been asked, I've done a lot of interviews lately, and people ask, what's it about? What's it like? And the new record is coming out in October. And I say that, you know, it's, it's different than Third Day. And yet, when you hear it, I think it's going to be, there's some similarities too. Of course, I wrote the majority of, of songs from Third Day, not everything, but a lot of it. And my voice, you know, I was the voice of Third Day. So I think you're going to have some elements, but I've also, because I wrote with so many different people than I normally would have, um, you know, I've got the best of, of, you know, songwriters in, in Nashville and LA. And, and I, I think there's just this combination of things that I, the way I would do things and yet there's a new spin on it. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm excited about that for me personally as a writer and an artist and, and excited for my fans and, and for other people to hear it as well. Is there a big difference between Nashville writers and LA writers? You know, I don't. That's a great question. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities, even within pop and country and Christian. You know, everybody's trying to write. To, it's a craft, and so you're trying to shape this song to be the best it can be. And and it may start out as an idea of something that you, that happened to you, or it may start out like you're being creative and just making up a story. Uh, but there's always within Christian music, there's a message that you want to you want to portray and you want to bring some encouragement. But at the same time, it's, you know, the message is, of course, is the main important part. But if you don't have a good, catchy song, nobody cares. Yeah. And yeah. so so it's got to be good music, too. Do you have a favorite song on the new album that's coming out that we can expect? Or maybe we won't get it released to radio, but when you yeah. buy the album, it's on there. Do you have a favorite one? You know, honestly, River of Life is is was my pick. That's the song that I thought should be the first single. Um, it's it's a top three song for me. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. It's hard for me to pick favorites. I love yeah. them all. You know, I love them all. It's like my kids. Sure. You know, I love them all in different ways. Um, there's a song, New Creation, which is the title cut. There's a little bit of autobiographical, you know, message in that song. Um, there's a song called Love is the Reason. Love is the Reason is probably my favorite song on the record. It was the very first song that I wrote uh, for this new project, and it just turned out exactly as I wanted it to. Uh, I love the message in it. Um, it will be released as, not as a radio single right away, hopefully one day soon, but it's going to be released soon on all the formats of Apple Music and you know, the DSPs, they call them. All right, so you mentioned the Olympics 25 years ago in Atlanta. Of course, the Tokyo Olympics are finishing up. You and your family, watching any of the sports together or anything like that? Or Not, not really. I mean, usually we love the Olympics uh, and, and watch with the family, but we've been traveling so much through July yeah. that we've kind of missed it. We've July's been vacation month for us. Uh, we went to the beach for a couple of different weeks and uh, done some other things. Then, of course, Amy and I went on our trip to Utah. So, no, we haven't really had the only – I've barely if – if I've seen the Olympics on, it's because we were in a restaurant somewhere getting a meal and it was on yeah. TV. So, no, I haven't really uh, heard much about it or, or don't know much about it, to be honest with you. So, Tomlin, Crowder – some uh mark from casting crowns there's a lot of other christian artists that live right around the atlanta area right there what yeah. olympic sport do you know that you could beat any of them at 
Oh, man. That's a great question. One time, uh, one time I had Crowder was out on the road with us and I challenged him uh, to his surprise. He didn't know I was doing this. I challenged him to Indian leg wrestling on yeah. stage. This is where you, you, you lay down on the ground opposites from each other. you you lift your legs Lock. and then you try to wrap them around each other and flip each other over. Yeah. And I got, I got a little nervous cause I got into that cause, cause Crowder is real skinny, but he's tall. He's wiry. He's stronger than you think. So he took me out. He flipped me over. <laughs> so the gold medal for Olympic Olympic Indian leg wrestling yes, went to crowd. All right, you mentioned new gutters. I'm almost out of time with you. How handy is Mac Powell around the house? Maybe not I should all. ask Amy that question. Yeah, not at all. I, you know, I can do very little. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at that stuff. That's why you people say, "Why have you been in music so long?" It's because I don't have anything else I can do. <laughs> no other skills. Sing and write songs, and that's about it. <laughs> I have no other skills. I can't work on a car. I, you know, I can't work around the house. I'm terrible. Are you cursed like me, and that your dad could do all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. I think when you have a dad that can do it, you don't have to learn it. Mm-mm. And he never had the patience to teach me, and I didn't have the patience to want to learn. So my dad can do a little bit of everything, and I am nothing. Yeah, uh, I, I, same boat, same boat right here. Really good at Trivial Pursuit. If you got, if you ever <laughs> want to play Trivial Pursuit, really good at that. I know a bunch of nonsense, stupid stuff yeah. that nobody needs to know. You know, I can fill you in on on any kind of sitcom from the '80s, mm-hmm. but other than that. I'm not really any use. Which which 80s sitcom did you miss the most that you should have been in? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I, I it's not a sitcom, but I really love from the 80s. I love the A Team. I really thought yeah. one day I want to be part of the A Team. Gotcha. You more of the uh, the uh, the Murdoch or more of the? Uh, um, I was like, uh, I don't think I was a little of a Murdoch guy. Yeah, okay. I definitely wasn't B. A. Baracus, and I wasn't going to be <laughs> you know, face. Yeah, Hannibal. <laughs> so I was going to be the the crazy guy. We just left a whole audience behind that have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Somebody out there knows. What <laughs> yeah, their grandparents. Hey, okay, Mac. Last question. How can I? How can we pray and minister to you, Mac Powell, and your family right now? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. I'm, with the record coming out in October and the single out now, I'm going on the road a lot in, in the rest of this year. So October, November, uh, even December, I'll be gone a lot. So just pray for my family and pray for health for them and for me as, as I'm traveling. Yeah, can I do that right now? Absolutely. Hey, God, I just thank you so much for Mac and for Amy and for the kids. And Lord, I just thank you for this season that you've allowed them to have where they've had a whole lot more time together and been able to travel together and make memories together and just kind of live a little bit more of a laid back life. Lord, as they are shifting back into what you've called them to do and Mac being out on the road with the new record and the new album and concert dates and tours and things, God, I just pray that you would continue to let that unity and that connection that they have all made together to still remain strong even though there may be miles and cities and states distancing them from each other god just continue to protect them watch over and be with the three in college as they're all going to be there together and and the two they're starting newer schools uh, this year god i just ask that you give them a peace and a hope and encouragement that can only come from you thank you for mac thank you for the new album and the music and the way that he and his friends for years have been impacting lives like mine and like our listeners uh through you and through what you give him we love you and we thank 
thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. 